0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. I'm not surprised. I just I, I try not to predict what was going to happen and how I'd feel. And had a few emotional moments this week, just thinking about all the people that have really meant so much to me in my life, and that are a part of this community. And I'm um, just very grateful for you know amazing time here. And um, like I said, my football journey took me somewhere else, but I'm really enjoying that. And. Great to get a win. Three and one, I know to make it about the game, but you know, three and one against a really good football team tonight's where we wanted to get done.
0: You're listening to BeckQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BeckQL.
2: The voice of Tom Brady, after a close win last night, Patriots miss a field goal at the end, and the Bucks win. They do not cover, though. In the Sunday night game, there was much anticipated. Welcome back. back to all daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O., Joe G., Aaron Hawksworth. And joining us right now on the Roman guest line is our Odyssey NFL insider, Michael Lombardi. You can hear Michael on his uh, podcast, the GM Shuffle, weekly podcast available on the Odyssey app. Mike, what was your biggest takeaway from last night? Brady's sloppy early. You know, just it just seemed like the nerves were there, the weather. I don't know what it was, but he just was off early. They win in the end. Mac Jones, nineteen straight completion at one point. What was your biggest takeaway from Bucks and the Patriots last night?
1: Well, I think the Patriots continue to shoot themselves in the foot. I mean, this is the third game where they've been negative in turnover takeaway. And, you know, in the four games that they've played this year, uh, they haven't been very good at protecting the football. And they're playing with a young quarterback who has gotten better with each week, but they got to protect the ball. And if they protected the football last night, they – they would have won the game. So, to me, that was the main takeaway. I thought the Patriots did a great job of of forcing Brady to have to throw it down the field, make the make the longer throws, you know, take away his number one option, force him to kind of run the football a little bit. And, you know, they kept the game and the pace of the game in the teens, or it was going to be in the low 20s. And that was the only really way New England could have won the game. And, you know, they ca- it came very close, but they couldn't do it.
2: Uh, we heard that, you know, Bill Belichick met with Tom Brady after the game. As someone who's so close to both these guys, does all of this talk leading up to the game kind of annoy you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't even have the sound on last night. I mean, I, I typically don't listen to the TV announcers, but last night, uh, at starting at 7 o'clock, I, I, I had muted my television. I wasn't going to listen to any of it. I mean, it's ridiculous. and you know, everybody's conjecting, everybody who doesn't even know the two people involved are having opinions of what's actually going to happen, and it's really a lot of misinformation. So for me, I enjoyed the game last night. I had no sound on. You know, I could watch it in peace. I didn't have to listen to a narrative that's not really the story, you know, and, and move on. So I thought it was, you know, a game that, you know, went back and forth. I didn't think the – I think the officials missed a couple critical calls on both sides. And I think that really shifted the balance, particularly the holding call in the end zone when Brady throws it right before the half and they get that big play. I mean, they hold Josh Uche completely and they never called it. And I think that was a big turning point in the game.
0: Yeah. Uh, boy, in, in baseball, we use the term ump show, certainly a ref show, uh, especially in that Sunday night football game. Good move on turning down the uh, the audio with the teeth. Oh, but it was so thick. And then, the the music i'm like just please Uh, we're trying to watch the football game here so so what really matters well from the new england side even though they did end up losing the game there uh mac jones completed 19 consecutive passes he's going to be your favorite everywhere today for offensive rookie of the year uh what do you think of jones performance
1: i thought it's been good you know i mean mac has played really well in four games i mean he's turned the ball over too much for but he's typical but he's unlike all the other rookie quarterbacks when you watch him he's poised he can check He's got really good accuracy. I think the Patriots need to really improve their offensive line. One of the disappointing things, when you play against a team and you can't run the ball for a yard, and, and you put it all on the rookie quarterback, and he still gives you a chance to win the game, that's pretty impressive. Uh, I wondered what Kyle Shanahan was thinking last night watching the game. You know, there was so much debate about Trey Lance or Mac Jones. And everybody said that's, no, that's a no-brainer. I think you could see, based on Trey Lance's performance in the fourth quarter of the Seattle game, and Mac's performance in the first four games of the season, that Mac is a better player and more ready to play than any, any of the other guys. And I think he's proven it, and I think he's going to continue to get better because he's smart, he understands how to run the offense, he's athletic enough to move out of pressure, and if they protect him better, I think they're going to be, it's going to be really a, a, an opportunity for him to have a great, great career.
2: Mike, the Arizona Cardinals go into Los Angeles yesterday. They beat the Los Angeles Rams. The Cardinals are 4-0, best point differential in the NFC. Kyler Murray playing at a very, very high level right now. How good is this Arizona team? I,
1: I was really, I was on the wrong side of that one on my show, on and and on my, on my pod. I, I was on the wrong side of that one. I thought for sure, I thought for sure that the, the Rams, knowing that they have to go up to Seattle this week, would have played better, and Arizona's defense really surprised me. And I thought, watching that game, I really felt like Arizona pushed them around. They were the tougher team, and their defense was really impressive. And look, Murray's unbelievable. And if you don't rush Murray the right way, and you you try to rush Murray in a conventional manner, he can outrun every angle. He can make everybody miss. Any, and at third and sixteen, no problem. I'll just run it for a first down. Look. I, you know, based on the way they played in Jacksonville the week before, I was a little bit hesitant. I thought their defense hasn't been as good as I thought it could be, especially in the secondary. But yesterday they played their best game of the season.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Mike, what's your assessment of the NFC East now? It seems like this is the Cowboys division.
1: Yeah, I would think that's right. I mean, I think the Cowboys are, are, are by far class of the division. I mean, the Eagles are running the Oklahoma offense, and and they're playing soft on defense. They give up more plays. Uh, I mean, just think about the Chiefs. As great as the Chiefs are, no one's going to dispute this. The Chiefs were 9-for-10 on third down yesterday. 9-for-10 on third down. How do you even do that? 90% third down conversions. And the only one they didn't convert, Mahomes threw an interception. So... Uh, You know, the Eagles are disappointing. I think Washington's really not a good team. It took everything in their power to beat a bad Atlanta team. And the Giants had a nice win. I I thought they would play the Saints really well. I, I was on the side of taking the points there. But for me, you know, they're just not, to me, they're not going to be good enough when they play against a better team. This will be a great challenge for them against Dallas, you know, because Dallas will throw the football and move on them. Can their defense slow Dallas down? And can their offense move the ball on Dallas? That's going to be the key.
0: Uh, two big upsets yesterday that uh, got things uh, shaken up a little bit in some of the survivor pools out there. Giants take down the Saints in overtime. Jets over the Titans in overtime. Uh, your, your thoughts on those games, and especially the quarterback play of the winners there with uh, Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson? Well,
1: I mean, look, I, I, I thought that the Titans were just – I mean, everybody, that line was moving on Sunday morning rapidly. It opened up at seven. It went all the way down, I think, to five and a half because when you look at the Titans, they didn't have two of their best players on offense, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. Defensively, they were under man. And even though the Jets have only scored 20 points in the first three games, they scored 27 yesterday in, over, in overtime. I mean, the Jets had only scored three points in the first half all year, but you knew seven points was a lot of points in a game where the Titans were going to be challenged offensively, particularly with their offensive line. And the one strength that Jets, Jets do have is their defensive front. They're athletic. They can run. They play. And they did a really good job yesterday. So I, I thought that, to me, you know, that was a side to be on where the Jets yesterday. And the same thing with the Giants. I mean, this is the best game Daniel Jones has ever played. Through for 400 yards. He was able to make throws, especially leading them back when they were down 21-10 to 10 in the fourth quarter. And the Saints blow a fourth-quarter lead at home. But the Saints team, to me, why I like the Giants going into the game. Well, the Saints, we think of the Saints as an explosive offense. We think of the Saints as with Drew Brees and with Alvin. Alvin Kamara hadn't been the same Alvin Kamara all year. He was better yesterday. But they're not explosive on offense. They made the big play to start the second half. But for the most part, they were going to struggle to score 20 points. And I thought it was a good call all the Giants, because the Giants could at least stay with them. I thought the game would have been a 2013-2014 game. It ended up being the Giants were able to come and win it at overtime.
2: Mike, I don't think uh, this, the outcome of the Seahawks-Niners game was particularly surprising. It was a three-point game, Russell Wilson getting points. I thought Seattle had a ch- chance to win, but it's what happened in the game that really is now the story, which is Trey Lance in, Garoppolo out and hurt. What did you make of Trey Lance uh, and his time in there, and, and you look, look forward to what you think and expect him from him moving forward?
1: Well, I think what, what Kyle Shanahan said was absolutely correct. He, he looked like a, a rookie quarterback playing in his first game. I mean, you know, I know he had 117 quarterback rating, but if you really break his game down, he threw one pass for 76 yards against broken coverage. The, the coverage was dropped. That, Debo Samuel has a 76 yard. You know, the other eight completions he has, has are basically, you know, they, they total 81 yards in 17 attempts. I mean, he struggled to make throws. He threw the ball too hard. He had a hard time processing. Third and five, Kyle Shanahan calls a jet sweep. I think that tells you a lot about what he thinks about his quarterback. Now, in fairness to Trey Lance, he didn't have all week to practice. He didn't take any of the reps. They're going to have to get him ready to go. But I think he's a long way away from being an NFL starting quarterback this season. It's going to take him some time. And against teams that run multiple fronts, run different looks, it's going to cause him some serious problems because he's right now a single-wing quarterback, and I think that's going to be a, a, a big challenge. And I think anybody who thought that it was, you know, it was a competition between him and Garoppolo, I think you saw yesterday that there really was no competition.
2: We have Mike Lombardi, three-time <clears throat> Super Bowl-winning NFL executive, with us this morning. <clears throat> Mike, uh, excuse me. Cleveland's defense seemed like it really carried the team. Um, what are your thoughts on the Browns and Baker Mayfield? Just kind of seems to be struggling right now.
1: Well, I, I really thought that you know the the tight the text uh, the Vikings take the opening kickoff and go right down the field, and I'm thinking, okay, you know they're going to move the ball like they have on everybody. But you know the Browns' defense, especially their front, was really strong, and they were able to. Get control of the game, and you know Kevin Stefanski went for it a couple times in his own red zone, or else this game isn't as close as fourteen to seven. And and they did a great job on third down. They were, you know, they held the Vikings to thirty one percent on third down. The Vikings only had two hundred fifty five yards in the game, and this is with Dalvin Cook back. You know, so they struggled, and I think the pressure. This is a classic example of when Kirk Cousins gets pressure early in the game, it bothers him, and the Vikings put pressure on Baker. Baker was. You know, this is what I've said all along about Baker. The scheme helps Baker. Baker doesn't make the scheme better. The scheme makes Baker better. Baker needs to be bootlegs, drop out. And when you take that away from him, and make him be a drop-back passer and force him to stay in the pocket and make tight window throws, it's not quite as good. But I thought the Browns were sensational yesterday. 23 carries, 65 yards. They played defensively. They hold the Vikings to 2.8 a carry. You know, and they shut down their running game, and they put pressure on Cousins. And anytime time you make Cousins play faster, like Green Bay has done in the past, it doesn't matter where you play them; they struggle.
2: Michael, doing early. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, Michael
0: uh, Matt Nagy was able to keep his state secret over the week, not revealing the play caller. But uh, if you had two working eyeballs, it was clear that Bill Lazor was calling the plays on the Bears' first drive of the game, and uh, Matt Nagy admitted that afterwards. Uh, but something else that he said all week was, "Dalton's my guy. He's my guy. If healthy, Dalton's our starting quarterback." Uh, if healthy, do you think Dalton is going to start against Vegas? And uh, just your thoughts on a Bill Laser offense versus a Nagy Megui-
1: You know, I, I think I think that you know, look, the, the, the Lions are one of the worst defenses in football. They're slow, they can't cover, they can't rush. They have the trifecta: slow, can't rush, and can't cover. And so when you you can move the ball on them, I mean, we watched that game closely. The Lions really had opportunities to be in that game. And and unfortunately they turned the ball over or the or the Bears forced them into the turnovers in the red zone. But I mean, look, that this is kind of the way the Bears have to play. Get a lot of completions, make a few big plays, and run the football. That's their formula. They gotta hang on to their defense. The strength of their team is their defense.
2: Mike, let's look ahead here. Next Sunday night, the Bills in Kansas City against the Chiefs. The Bills coming off of two I mean significant wins at home blowouts over Washington and and get Houston. What's your read on that game? And are the bills right now, the best team in the AFC? Well,
1: I mean, they're the most complete team by far. In my power rankings are the number one team in the league. I think that they, you know, they've done a great job of, of, of coming off the opening game, losing uh, to Pittsburgh. You know, I think Josh Allen is back to play the way Josh Allen typically has played. He certainly has been become more accurate since week one of the season and their defense has been very opportunistic and turning the ball over. So, you know, I mean, Davis Mills struggling with the weather and the ball and all that, that was an opportunity for the the Bills to get healthy, and they did. I mean, this will be a huge challenge going to the Kansas City. But, look, let's make no mistake about it. Kansas City defensively is bad. I mean, Kansas City can't stop anybody. They're going to have to outscore people. And we've seen it so far all year. They couldn't outscore the Chargers because Mahomes ultimately made two key mistakes in that game or else the Chargers don't win that game. So, I mean, if Buffalo protects the football and they move the ball like every other team has moved against Kansas City, this is going to be a hell of a shootout on Sunday night.
2: Really quick, Mike, before we got to go, any bets you like tonight on Monday Night Football?
1: You know, I, I kind of laid off this one. I, I, I had this in, in my power rankings. I kind of felt like this was right at the right number. Uh, I lean towards the Chargers only because I think that, that Herbert and the skill players of the Chargers – will really attack the Gus Bradley defense. I don't think the, the Raiders are are very are, are as good as they've appeared on defense, particularly they haven't played a quarterback yet. So I think this will be an opportunity, but I, I lean that way.
2: Great stuff. Mike Lombardi, that was Odyssey NFL insider Michael Lombardi on the Roman guest line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to getroman.com slash back now to get $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com Slash BeckQL. We appreciate Mike hopping on there. Yes, we'll start looking forward to Monday Night Football. We'll look back at some of the big storylines from yesterday as well. And Cody Decker will join us, talk some Raiders and Chargers and MLB coming up in about 20 minutes. This is BeckQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, right here on the BeckQL Network.